When something's missing, we want to find it. We search every nook and cranny of our house. We retrace our steps. But when what's missing is a person, a person we love, then the urgency to find them and make sure they're safe is a hundredfold. That's the reality for thousands of Mexican and Colombian families. More than 45,000 actually, about how many people can fit into Yankee Stadium. Brothers are snagged in the middle of the night. Sisters are taken in broad daylight. And oftentimes these people are caught in the middle of cartel wars. Sometimes, like in the case of the 43 disappeared Mexican students two years ago, the culprit of these disappearances is thought to be the government. As the daughter of Colombian immigrants, I've grown up watching Edison, one of Colombia's main TV news channels. Among the images of passionate national soccer team fans, carnivals, and some promising innovations, I watched mothers, sisters, brothers, and cousins cry. It had been 10, 12, or 15 years since they had seen their loved ones. They were gone, vanished. Some would turn up in mass graves. I saw those images too, of soldiers digging up those grave sites. But for many of the disappeared, there would be no closure. Their families would never have the peace of laying them to rest. Those are the stories that Daniela Guazo and her team at El Universal in Mexico, in collaboration with Colombia's El Tiempo, pursued. They uncovered records of missing people, and they talked with their family members many of whom have taken finding their loved ones into their own hands. They don't trust the government's efforts to do so. On this episode, I'm talking with Daniela to get a glimpse into Mexico's situation and the ability of journalists there to do this kind of reporting. I'm Daniela Vidal, and you're listening to the IRE Radio Podcast. Could you just start out by saying your name and um, your role on El Universal? Yeah. Uh, my name is Daniela Guaso. I'm a data journalist in at El Universal uh, at the unit of data. Great. Um, so could you kind of just tell me a little bit about what it, this project is about with the, the disappeared yeah, the objective of this project was to show the stories behind the high numbers of missing persons in Mexico. And this is a big problem in Mexico and in all Latin America. And we can we we want to show all the stories behind that. Yeah, and so how how did this idea get started? Yeah, we talked with with Gina Morello, uh, and, and she she worked at El Tiempo in Colombia, and we talked about the problem in both countries, Colombia and Mexico, and we think we thought that we can do a project to show the problem in in both in both sides, and with this we start to work with the data with the official official data, and then we. We think about how to represent all these numbers in, in stories. And so when you were getting this data and collecting it, what were some challenges in in kind of sifting through all of it and organizing it? 
Uh, the big challenge at first was found data. Uh, the data is official, but it's not in, it was maybe in PDF or something in in another uh, type of, of, of document. And um, the other challenge was systematize all the information because there are a lot of categories with different um with, with different meaning and we have to systematize all the categories to to try to do the first analysis. And how long did that uh, systemization and organization take your team to do? All the project was six months. Uh, we start in in. March, uh, March or April, I think so. The the last year, and we we spent six months in this project. And this, in six months, we do they collect the data and analyze analyze the data, and then do a do a project to web, and then uh, look to the stories and the and write and edit and all the all the things that we have to do in maybe six months. That's a that's a long chunk of time. <laughs> and yeah. um so if someone isn't familiar with the word disappeared, how would you explain it to them? And disappearing disappearing is simple uh, is a term that in Mexico is difficult to explain, but we we found a, a simple explanation. It's a person who who is who who is, is not in in with his family who, with his family, and the family uh, is looking forward for for a person, and the person is isn't in his house um, for two, one, three days, and you you don't know. Where is where is he or she? And it's simple because in Mexico there are maybe five different terms to explain to explain the the situation of disappearing, uh, missing people, disappearing, and um, I don't know maybe like five terms, and and only two of them is with um a, a, the person is a victim and the government. Uh, do an, an investigation with the others terms the family do the investigation not the government okay yeah so um because some of these a lot of these disappearances that um you guys tracked in the story where people were just taken and like this woman was walking to work and she was just taken maybe by a cartel, but we don't really know, or yeah. some other criminal yeah. activity um, that took her, but she was just going to work. Yeah, it's difficult to, to the families and to the government uh, do a, a definition to disappearing. Maybe the the authorities said um, maybe she, she ran away with her boyfriend or something like that. But but people but most people suspect that there are either cartels behind these disappearances rather than just this woman running off with with her boyfriend. Yeah, the most of the time is is the cartels behind that. Right, and so I mean, also these these numbers that uh, you guys found are are 
just really staggering. So like 26,000 people have been disappeared in the last 10 years in Mexico. And then in the past 70 years in Colombia, more than 70,000 people um, have disappeared in Colombia. And so when you were looking at these numbers and they're so, so big, what, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking when you saw that? Uh, when we found the the, the data uh, and we found a big number about twenty six thousand person are missing, um, we think how can we do this in a form to to show that there are not only numbers, there are not only statistics, there are persons and there they have families. And they have a, they had a job. They have a son, a, a daughter, a daughter. And we think, well, we we have the the data, the statistics, and then we have to find different stories to show the different methods to to disappear a person. So uh, maybe you you said uh, one person who only go to the work and disappear, another. Um, go to a a, a cine uh, a, a movie and disappearing or maybe the a, a a girl who was kidnapping outside his her house. We we think we we have to show the most of the of the stories about disappearing, and we think we we have thirty one states and and one city. There are. 32 stories that we have to find and and tell the people. So how did you find those stories and and the families who would be willing to talk with you? Uh, we we talk with the correspondents in at the Universal and they go to to the different states and go go to find the stories about the the missing people and we like a team we do stories about Mexico City, um, in Mexico, the state of Mexico, and the state of Querétaro. We do three stories, and the others, uh, the correspondents at the Universal do, do, do these stories. Were some of the correspondents who you worked with um, kind of afraid to go into some of these these states just because of how dangerous it could be? Yeah, they they don't go to 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 the states as, as like Tamaulipas or Coahuila, um, Nuevo León. Yes, yes, they go to Nuevo León, uh, Veracruz. It was very difficult. Um, in, in fact, in Veracruz, uh, it was very difficult to find a story because the correspondent. They didn't didn't find a, a story. They told us maybe in Veracruz there are not missing people, but really they are. But it's just nobody really wanted to talk about it. Nah, yeah, nobody wants to talk. But they told us I, I I can find a story. Nobody wants to tell me a story about a missing people. And when you were talking with these families in the Ciudad de Mexico or the state of Mexico. Um, what really stood out to you when in your interviews with them? They are difficult to talk uh, with with them because 
they they are afraid. They are afraid about what happened with with her with with this family. And in in Mexico City was a, a father that disappearing in at a terminal and a bus terminal. And in Mexico was a, a a mother that disappearing when she go to do her work. And the families are afraid about a, they are victims of extortion, and sometimes they receive calls to 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 tell that somebody found a, his his family, but it's not true, and they are afraid to talk. But they want to talk, and they want to to receive some help to the government or the media or the people, they want to know what happened. How did you get in contact with, with the families that you talked with? We contact first with different organizations that, that they work with their families, with the families. And these organizations help us to contact these families. And they, they, they are the first contact with us, and then we show up with them and talk about the the problematic. And and some some families I, I imagine invest a lot of money into finding even just the remains of of their son or their daughter. Um, did you run into people who had maybe lost something really valuable, like their home or their job, because they spent so much time? Finding their their loved ones. Yeah, yeah. We talk with a with a mother that they she lost her job to 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 the, to this problem, and she said, "I I I lost my my job maybe the last year, but I I can't I I I can't do that. I I have to find my son. So I don't have job, but I." I sell things, I sell cosmetics, it's all. <laughs> so, so when these families finally did see the story in El Universal, mm-hmm. what was their reaction to it? Uh, the families are very grateful with us because I... I well, I told you, uh, they are afraid, but they want that somebody, uh, someone, anyone, uh, talk with them, and they want that someone hear the, their stories and try to show that they they have a big problem with with the the, the problematic of disappearing people, and they are afraid at at first. But then they are very grateful that that see that someone at media uh, want to want to hear their stories. Yeah, and um, I know you mentioned in, in the beginning of our interview that you wanted you and your team wanted to have both the the data and also showing, hey, they're individual people and families who are affected by this. So how did the general public react to reading the investigation that you made? The general public um, t- 
told, told that they are very interesting to see different stories that they never see because all the stories that we 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 had at the multimedia uh, there are stories that that maybe nobody see in, at the, at media nobody see the story at la scala when where a girl like maybe i don't know 19 or 20 years uh, was kidnapping outside the uh, to to her house and uh, nobody see the story that a daughter uh, is looking forward uh, to his father in Mexico City, and his father um, lost at the bus terminal, and nobody see these stories. And they are they told us that this was a big, big, big um, a challenge to show these stories, and this was great. Yeah, because um, I mean. To the people of Mexico, I imagine that it's it's not a surprise that twenty six thousand people have been disappeared. Yeah, sadly, it's not that surprise. Yeah, so so for them to see, like, oh, like here are individual stories. It yeah, it made it maybe. Um, yeah, the 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 number twenty six thousand. It it wasn't a surprise because everybody knows this number. But the stories, is yes, it was a surprise because when when you when you read the stories, um, it seemed to be something that happened to anyone. Because so is is the perception sometimes that the people who are disappeared were involved in in criminal activity, and so they it, it made sense that they had been taken. No, uh, the, this the, uh, the this was maybe when the the people was murdered, and um, maybe they think that they are involved in criminal activity. But when some somebody was disappearing, it's very difficult to find the real reason, and this is the re- this is why maybe it seems to be something that happened to anyone. Because a lot of people disappear, but they don't have any any relate with activity activity criminals criminal activities. Among all of all of these different aspects that you that you had to work with was the story, the data. But you know, you said that this is the Universal Data Team's second year, so data journalism is really new basically in in Mexico. And so was it hard to to at first prove like hey, this is what we're doing is really valuable for reporting in this country. Yeah, it's very difficult in Mexico because like you said in in Mexico in Mexico data journalism is new. Maybe 4 years uh something like that, 4 or 3 years like this is to work in Mexico, but with this project, we show what kind of project we can do, and if we have all the elements, uh, we in this project where we work with a programmer, with a design work, design web, and with a different photographers and with a different correspondent, and this was a big team 
but with this project we we can show what kind of stories and what kind of products we can show and we can do we can uh, for us this is a big project to data journalists because we can join all the data with the stories and we can do the join to the data have to represent something because behind the data there are a lot of families with a with a with a missing with a missing person talk about also what it's like to be a journalist in Mexico in in this in this day and age yeah uh, being a journalist in Mexico in these days it, it was difficult because um the newspapers have uh, do have a a, a big uh, a little uh, a little more a little money for this kind of, of projects uh, only at the Universal uh, have a unit of data journalists, and any any other newspaper have a unit focused on that. And this is difficult because because the newspapers don't have a lot of money now. So uh, this is one of one of these problems. The other is that the transparency it's not. Really, and um, as, as true in Mexico, uh, they say that they 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 want to do open data and and collaborate with the media, but it's not really true. The documents there are a lot of documents of a lot of of important documents are still classified, and some sometimes they give the information, but they give us at the PDF or the the data it was very it's very dirty and you spent a lot of weeks and maybe months clean the data and you spend a lot of time so the transparency is a, a, the other problem to do this kind of of journalism in Mexico. What impact do you see your your work have? Um... In general, and to the public, the impact is that with this project in specific, we show that the data and the stories it's the same, or, uh, or it's not different things. And the impact is that we we want to to be a reference to another newspapers to start units of data journalists because it's very important that Mexico do that data journalists because it's the only way to push the government to open the data. Right. And and getting the data open will maybe lead to more accountability for the government. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, thank you so much for talking with me. And no, thank you. I look forward to seeing what other stories come out of the data team from El Universal. Yeah, we 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 have a, a project, a big project about uh, 
I'm missing people, but this time focused in women in Mexico City and the state of Mexico. Um, those, these, the, these states are in the in are the central in Mexico, and this is a, a big problem. And and obtain the data was very difficult. It was a work that maybe two or three months, but we have finally the data, and we want to show all the women that was disappearing in these two states. Great, and that's coming out in May? Yeah, yeah, middle of May. Okay, great, so we'll be yeah. on the lookout for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, well thank you so much, Daniela, for talking with me. No, thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. And head on over to ire.org podcast to browse our archives. This episode was a bit of an experiment, so we'd really love to know what you think of it, and if you'd like to see more dual language episodes in the future. Our contact information is in the show notes. A huge thank you to Lucio Villa of the San Francisco Chronicle for his help editing the Spanish version of this episode. And a huge thanks to Daniela Cuaso for being our guinea pig. Sarah Hutchins is our editor. From Columbia, Missouri, I'm Daniela Vidal. Diary. Diary. Radio. Podcast. You might want to do that already. Okay. Podcast.